This is Expert Insights, Physician Views and News, a podcast with the nationally recognized physicians at the Christ Hospital Health Network. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. A physical medicine and rehabilitation physician, a PM&R, specializes in decreasing pain and enhancing physical function that's been affected due to disorders of the musculoskeletal system and nerves. My guest today is Dr. Rachel Heberling. She's a physical medicine and rehabilitation physician with the Christ Hospital Health Network. Welcome to the show, Dr. Heberling. Explain a little bit about physical medicine and rehabilitation. What encompasses this field? Okay, well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, We have... A, actually, a really broad spectrum of, of treatments that we can employ for a broad spectrum of, of issues that can arise. The re, really, the thing that ties everything together is that we really take a functional approach to try to improve people's function uh, wherever possible. So that's kind of the unifying factor in what we do. A lot of times, I like to describe um, to describe our field by breaking it into the physical medicine piece and the rehabilitation piece. Physical medicine is really the uh, neuromusculoskeletal systems and um, how we can apply different therapies, different exercises, um, different procedures, et cetera, in order to address those areas. That can even include um, include wheelchairs or other DME. That can include um, other assistive devices like uh, bracing and AFOs, et cetera. So a lot can go into those categories. On the rehabilitation side, those are the things that um, create major functional deficits. So a lot of times that's trauma, spinal cord injuries, brain injuries, stroke, and all of that falls in with, uh, within the field of PM&R as well. So what type of physicians are in this field and what's the training like? Well, our training is four years, um, specialty in physical medicine and rehabilitation, and um, we train into both inpatient and outpatient fields, but most of us kind of select one or the other in terms of our our area of interest. And so, for instance, I uh, really specialize in the spine and um, and then also am able to do many of the other neurologic things that would fall into the outpatient category. And then others of us would be all inpatient and really being uh, working on that rehabilitation unit when people need care right after an injury. We also are trained in electrodiagnosis or EMG, and that's something that we're all trained well to do, but not everybody chooses to do once we graduate. So then how does PM&R have the ability to restore total function? It's, you know, it's said that they're able to observe the total body and, and not work on just one issue. Dr. Heberling, how do you go about doing that? Because we are made up of so many different parts of our body, and some things like brain and spinal cord injury can affect so many different aspects of a person's life. That's absolutely true. And so we we do uh, take a lot of pride in making sure that we're trying to treat the whole person. In some ways, that just means that when I have a patient with both back and neck pain and knee pain, that I need to make sure I'm addressing all of those things. And our therapy prescription, for instance, might be more encompassing so that we can address those things in concert. For instance, if we're doing some knee exercise or some quad exercises to address the knee, then we don't take into account the back. We might end up straining the back in order to try to treat the knee. So we need to make sure that we're kind of respecting the back as we work on the knee and vice versa. 
the other big way we do that is by looking at the other factors that play into a person's life. So if their, you know, job doesn't allow them to go to a a long course of physical therapy with usual times, then we might be treating them in the office in, and really teaching them a lot more during our office time so that they can uh, work on that on their own rather than those additional therapy visits or maybe spreading out the therapy in different ways. Often it also includes addressing the uh, social aspects and how can you build your relationships so that you... Um, so that you get what you need from your family and that you can offer them what you need despite these limitations. What about working with other health care providers? First of all, how do you keep the primary physician in the loop? And also with certain things, as I mentioned before, brain and spinal cord injury, for example, there are bladder issues, incontinence issues, sexual dysfunction. And while you're working on this physical and physiological aspect, how do you bring in other providers, which may even include nutritional support or therapeutic support, any of those? Well, on the inpatient rehabilitation side, that's the easiest because we really develop this team approach in a way that's hard to do elsewhere in the medical services where we do have the physician plus the social worker, physical therapist, occupational therapist, speech therapist, nutritional support, um, et cetera, all just really in, in, involved in that team approach to the patient's care. That tends to go very, very smoothly because everybody's all in the same place. On the outpatient side, it's harder um, because we tend to have to refer people to the different places in order to create that team approach, but we certainly do that um, pretty extensively. In terms of communication with the other physicians, it's certainly very, very helpful that we have an electronic medical record, so that makes the... um, the communication a bit easier. We certainly send off um, our reports when we have consultation reports or um, EMG reports, et cetera, that we make sure that those get to the people who need to know that information. And then I'm very careful whenever there's something that there's a medical issue that may interfere with the types of things that I want to be doing by, you know, sending a message or giving a call to the physician who's otherwise taking care of that issue so that we can coordinate that. For instance, if we need a an epidural injection for the spine and somebody's on a blood thinner, then we're pretty careful to make sure that we are um, asking the right questions to know that it's safe to come off that blood thinner for a short while in order to have that injection finished. So then kind of wrap it up for us and let other physicians know what you'd like them to know about your field of physical medicine and rehab and when they should refer to a specialist. Uh, I would say that the biggest things are when somebody has an issue with function, that they need a little bit more creative approach or more options available to them. There are a lot of times when, for instance, with back pain care, that the approach ends up being surgery or no surgery and then pain medicines. And that's the whole story. And I feel like that's really missing the boat with the opportunity to improve function don't get me wrong, some of those things are are very, very necessary, um, but when we look at all the other things that are available to us, often we can get at the root cause of the pain in a way that um, if we're just a little bit more careful and diligent with how we approach it, then we can get really good outcomes that are more satisfactory and with the patient more educated at the end of the process. 
Um, the other times to refer to us are when um, when somebody's having um, issues with uh, various things at the same time where it becomes very difficult to just tackle one problem, and we really need to take that more systemic approach to it, then I think we can be very valuable in that case as well. And what can physicians expect from your team at the Christ Hospital Health Network after referral insofar as communication with the referring physician and your team approach? Well, we certainly will make sure that the information we have gained um, and the decisions that we've made do get their way back to the primary care physician so that they're in the loop about what types of things we're doing. And then um, we would just work through with that patient in order to try to figure out what the best sets of things are for them. And that often means that there's a variety of things that need to be done, each in their own time frame, in order to get the best care for the patient. So that's what we'll be working through. And then we usually send a discharge note um, if we do get to a point where things are stable enough that they can just, um, you know, receive refills and such in a more stable fashion, then we can certainly send that patient back and, and let them know that we're not... Um, and we're not needed to be in the loop anymore at that point. Thank you so much, Dr. Heberling, for being with us. It's really great information. You're listening to Expert Insight, Physician Views and News with the Christ Hospital Health Network. More information on Dr. Heberling and all of the Christ Hospital physicians is available at tchpconnect.org. That's tchpconnect.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.